0: Mm-hmm. I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that Hey, what's going on who that nation it is yours truly tj jones and yes i am the host of the state of the saints podcast thank you so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast where we talk new orleans saints really do appreciate your time i uh, hope everyone had a great weekend um i hope everybody was safe uh this this past weekend um i had a pretty interesting weekend man um Paxton ended up uh, starting a swim class again, uh, so I had to take him to swim class. Um, it's always fun and exciting, like to see him. Like uh, last year uh, when he took swim class, he didn't want to jump in the water. Now it seems like that's the that's his favorite thing to do. <laughs> but it's uh, fun just watching him learn how to swim and um, improve uh, every single time. Um, also, a uh, shout out to uh, my my in laws who came into town. Um, shouts out to Alan, uh, his wife Amanda. And their two daughters, they came through uh and uh you know kind of chopped it up a little bit. Did some yard work, um, and um some rain caught me. Um uh, and to be honest with you, who that nation, I hate to start off on on such a sour note here, but as individuals file in, you know, I just had to talk about this. Uh a lot of the things that I did over the weekend uh was to take my mind off what took place in rolling fork mississippi um for those that live around that area probably heard uh on the news um rolling fork mississippi uh was um affected by a devastating and i do mean devastating tornado that came through that town and uh left a lot about 90 percent of that town, without homes businesses were destroyed and um anybody that knows me if you've been on the state of the saints podcast rocking with it for quite some time You already know, uh, before I came to South Carolina, I actually lived in, well, not lived, but I worked in Rolling Fork, Mississippi. I worked there for four years as a retail store manager. And because um, of the job that I did there, I was allowed to come to South Carolina to take over a store here. So if it wasn't for me working in that town, I wouldn't have been here. And you probably wouldn't even know who I was. I probably wouldn't have been a host the state of saints podcast cuz by coming here a lot of things fell into place to allow me to be able to do the things that I'm doing right now um I'm saying that to say this man um the state of saints podcast we're raising money right now um we're raising money right now for the city of rolling fort anybody that donates to the show uh, I appreciate it I really do but I would ask that uh the donations that you have uh, going forward uh, go towards uh, the state of the saints podcast uh rolling fork relief fund um i have the link that is located in the chat at the top of the show um if you want to donate i don't care if it's a dollar two dollars I, I don't care like we're just trying to raise money uh to try to send uh you know some things down there to the city of rolling fork so um once again like i said i appreciate the donations that they that, that come here to the show but i rather that go towards that call. um, Shouts out uh, to the the people of Rolling Fork, gonna continue to lift those people up in prayer. And, um, you know, it it just so unfortunate, you know, actually, you know, one of the individuals that, yeah, one of the individuals that I I used to work with, unfortunately lost her life uh, in a tornado, Um, Miss uh, Wanda Early. I worked with her for four years. Uh, She worked at the local Family Dollar, And uh, around the time they were closing up, uh, the tornado came through and uh, um, she perished, uh, you know, because of the tornado. So been a rough weekend, um, but we're going to continue to support the city of Rolling Fork and we're going to continue to lift them up in prayer. Uh, But on that note, I guess we're going to shift gears to uh, what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, The topic of conversation today uh, is about the Saints grade. Um this this new orleans saints uh i mean <laughs> they they got a a c here um based on uh their free agent acquisitions right this is according to pro football focus they gave the atlanta falcons a b the carolina panthers a b the tampa bay buccaneers a b but they gave the saints a c and you know, since I saw this over the last, I'll say, I've seen this maybe two days ago. I've seen this. And I, I honestly thought this was super hilarious, right? I, and I'm pretty sure you probably felt the same way. You probably felt that this was super hilarious, right? Because there is no way if you follow the New Orleans Saints, there is no way in the world that you can follow the New Orleans Saints and really honestly believe that the New Orleans Saints deserve a C you can you can make an argument that the Saints deserve a A for their offseason acquisitions for example the New Orleans Saints have needed they needed a starting quarterback they've needed a starting quarterback for the last couple of years well let me take that back a, a quarterback that the organization felt comfortable with consistently right and they got that in Derek Carr, whether you want to agree with it or not, they got Derek Carr. They went out there and got a guy that has proven that he can make some things happen and he can do some things, you know, at a high level. Then the Saints needed a running back, right? Because we don't know what's going on with Alvin Kamara. I mean, they still got the court cases going on. seems like things are going in the right direction in that regard, but you you have to believe that a, a suspension is looming. So what do they do? They don't go out here and just get some regular Joe Blow. They get the guy who led the NFL in rushing touchdowns in Jamal Williams. Then we all know that the Saints' interior has been an issue over the last couple of years, right? We know that the Saints, we as fans, have grown accustomed to the New Orleans Saints being able to stop the run and being very stout up front. But it started to kind of lose its its luster a little bit, right? So instead of trying to bring back David Ayamada and bring back shot Tuttle, they instead bring in a super freakish athlete at the interior and in Colin Saunders and bring in a really good run stuffing defensive tackle in Nathan Shepard, a good guy that you can rotate. Not to mention that you allowed Malcolm Rose to test free agency and him to come back. And if you want to be honest, Malcolm Rose was probably the one that kind of stood out over the last couple of years on that line because even with devon yamada it seemed like he was kind of losing you know that that you know that that spark that he had right so you bring in some guys to improve that and, and then you know you you bring in other guys like lonnie johnson jr you know a guy that's a a really good box safety slash nick corner uh you bring in jonathan abram a guy that's a good, really good box safety not really good in coverage reminds me a lot of roman harper by the way but still nevertheless pretty pretty decent dude i mean so my thing is how in the world can you give a team like this a seat and this is one of the reasons why i feel and, and you know when people say let me just say this when people As as Saints fans, when we say, like, man, the media seems like they got some type of personal vendetta against the New Orleans Saints, I really feel like they have a personal vendetta against the New Orleans Saints. I don't know if it's just the fact that the New Orleans Saints do things that a lot of these people that that follow these big-name teams want those big-name teams to do. Like, I feel like if the New York Jets... Or the Giants or the Eagles had somebody in their finance department like Kai Harley, they would be celebrated and and, and revered, right? Every single year. Like, look, oh, Kai Harley does it again. He did such a great job. He look what he did with the with the numbers, and he made it work. And he put these guys $16 million over the cap. How does he do it? Like it's amazing, man. They're lucky to have a guy like that. But instead, they look at it as is a bad quality. It seemed like no matter what the Saints do, they try to find a negative in it. Now, I completely understand that the Saints are a few years removed from Sean Payton and Drew Brees, right? And that was the calling card of the New Orleans Saints. It was the coach and the quarterback, right? Legendary status. I get all that. And I also understand that Dennis Allen has something to prove. And Dennis Allen has to prove that he can win consistently. I get all that, but this has nothing to do with what the Saints have acquired. This is equivalent to drafting only the players that you need. So I don't understand how in the world can you give a team a seat when the quarterback was a question by mainstream media, and they fixed that. And don't make it seem like, oh, it was just Derek Carr, because before Derek Carr signed with the Saints, they everybody was talking about his Pro Bowl performance and how accurate he was, and all these things, and how he just is high, t- how highly touted free agent, and the Jets could, could really do some things with him, and and everybody, all these other teams that's struggling to need a quarterback, they can do some things with him, but then all of a sudden he signs with the Saints, and then. You hear on first take, huh? Oh, it's the Saints, it's Derek Carr. But it just seemed like to me, it's just the fact they just don't like the Saints. I understand that how the NFL works. And for those that may not understand, let me help you. The NFL is built on nostalgia. It's built on nostalgia. That's the main reason why you see them same usual suspects, no matter what the record is, no matter what the situation is, no matter What the quarterback is, they will parade those individuals on primetime television. They will lead off their sports shows talking about them. It's because they feel like that is going to gain them the most traction. The New Orleans Saints over the last decade and a half have been the antithesis of the status quo. So when they go out there and they beat the brakes off a New England Patriot team or they slap around a Dallas Cowboy or they eliminate the Philadelphia Eagles from playoff contention, they don't like that because they're a small market team. I'm talking the Saints. They're a small market team that people don't find interesting, right? And they have a reputation and a a history of not being very good. But here's the thing. The best thing about history is you can continue to recreate it. You have a large majority of young individuals out here that don't realize that the Saints weren't really that good when I was around their age. Like, the only thing they really know is the Saints being prosperous. But it just seems like, to me, that these these talking heads and some of these people out here that's doing these analytics, they want to keep the Saints within that ain't-bag-on-their-heads type mentality. But you can be like that. That's fine, whatever. You can say, oh, man, you know, you ain't have fans since 06. You can say, oh, they used to wear bags on their head. But at the same time, okay, whatever, right? It's it's There's some validity behind that. But you can also say that the Saints have been one of the best teams in the league for almost a decade and a half. And you also can say that this team has been really, really good this season when it comes to acquiring the right free agents to fill the voids that have been missed when guys leave. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And at the end of the day, I I, I'm not trying to understand it because I get what they're trying to do. I get what they're trying to do. And it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't like, okay. If you want to give Carolina a B I'm down with that. Right. You go from, you know, Picking a little bit, I want to say like around, what, eight, eight or nine? You go from that to getting the number one overall pick. That's pretty good, right? And that way you can solidify yourself and get the quarterback of the future and maybe the guy that can be able to be a threat to everybody in the South for the next decade, decade and a half. Okay, so uh, I applaud them for that, right? Uh, bringing in some of these other guys like Miles Sanders. Okay, I'm, I'm down with that. That makes sense. Even like with the Falcons, you know what I'm saying? they They signed a lot of... Former New Orleans Saints players, but they got Jesse Bates, which is it was a really good member of your secondary. I mean, they got some really good pieces. But if you're going to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a B for what for Baker Mayfield, I mean, I ain't got nothing against Baker. I want to see this man succeed, but that's that's not what you be. That is not a reason to give a team a B. Signing back. You know, signing back linebackers and wide receivers and stuff like that, like, that's, to me, how is that warranted a B? They still have issues at quarterback. You still don't really know what you have in a running back. I mean, you had some decent running back play, but there's still some unanswered questions. So how is it that you can get those teams a B, but then the Saints get exactly what they need, and you give them a C? Somebody try to make that make sense to me. I, I, I really don't know. I, I, really, I, I really just don't know. But let me go ahead and read some of your comments. I ask that you hit the like button if you're here. Hit the like button if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Um, let's see. Uh, Tampa lost their best quarterback, a bunch of starters, and didn't make any moves but signed Baker. The grade was clearly based on feelings. I don't know if it was the energy that was taking place because of the whole Nick Rice situation. Nick Wright is a member of mainstream media and when he tweets and he says something, you know, it does gain traction. So I don't know if that was just kind of, you know, mainstream taking a shot at Saints fans who are very, very vocal. And I'm not saying the Saints are the most vocal fans on, on you know, social media, but if we have a problem with somebody or something, we will let you know. Right. And the, the Saints fans, we as Saints fans have, a little bit of that underdog mentality, that little chip on shoulder, if you will, right? So when things we feel like are unjustified, unjustified uh, claims, unjustified um, stats, unjustified, uh, you know, dialogue about the team, like we, we say things about it. And maybe they just maybe, you know, they feel some type of way about it. I don't know. But you cannot tell me that the Saints deserve a seat when the Saints acquired, like, let, 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 let me help y'all out with this. The Saints acquired the number one true free agent that was out there in Derek Carr. Derek Carr was the number one true free agent out there. Now, when he went to the Saints, maybe he felt to about five, six, or seven or something like that. But during that time, Don't give me that Lamar Jackson stuff. Don't give me all that nonsense right there because we all knew that Lamar Jackson wasn't going anywhere and Baltimore was going to put a tag on. We knew this, right? So just putting him in a conversation about being a free agent is basically just, you just trying to have some dialogue and maybe, you know, just trying to get some things going. Cause we know after football season, things kind of die down. Ain't much to talk about. So, I'm talking about a real, true, legitimate free agent in Derek Carr. How in the world? Like, that in itself, that in itself should gain you a B. I I mean, I just, I I don't understand it. Uh, Even if we did what Carolina did, they'll still give us a failing grade and say, there's no way we'd be winning in the next few years. It's comical at this point. Yeah, I, I think it is. You know, if the Saints were to move up, to that spot, then they probably would be talking about what the Saints have given up uh for what they didn't done. Like, oh man, they already have issues with the cap and this, that, and the third. They're gonna find some way to spin it because once again, they want the saints to fall into this bubble that they are just a bunch of morons. Like, I'm I'm just being real. They just want people to feel like the saints don't know what they're doing. They 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 try to do it every single year with the contracts. They try to make it sound like, you know, Mickey Loomis, who has been with the Saints for over 20 years. How do you maintain a job for over 20 years and don't know what you're doing? Like, you can't finesse it like that. Not not on this level. So it's pretty obvious that they're trying to do something to try to discredit this team because they want them to fall within that status quo. The the Saints and prosperity is not what the NFL wants. It's about ratings. It's about attention. That, that's what this is about. It, it's not about that. It's not about, oh, you know what I'm saying, what this team has done. Like, look, it, it's almost like trying to get into the country club, right? It, it's kind of like that type of mentality. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got a bunch of people that have been, you know, members. They they Grandparents have been members. Great-grandparents have been members. So they just kind of get into the country club. And then you have some people that just on the outside, probably just started to become that entrepreneur, just just became successful, and they trying to get up in that thing, and now you having a meeting. Nah, I don't know. Maybe they, you know, I don't know if I want to let this guy in. I don't know if I want to let this lady in. You know, I'm not too sure about them. Where did they come from? Like, where are they family? How did they get their fortune? Like, stuff like that, right? That That's just the way it is. Like, the Saints have done a really good job at changing the narrative of yesteryear, and it just seems like, they will never give them credit for that too busy talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles and my if you want to be honest uh already read that one it says uh the New Orleans Saints are 211 and 159 since 2000 that's pretty damn good most of them teams haven't won since 2000. That's pretty good that's that's some stuff that we know but once again the NFL is about narratives it's about narratives is about the days of yesteryear right it's about the catch where you know what i'm saying from my to montana from montana to clark it's about the immaculate reception you know what i'm saying it's about the ghost at the post you know what i'm saying like it's about the the holy roller you know like it's about the hail mary from roger starbeck like it's stuff like that right that's what keeps the nfl going the nostalgia right you know the you know the guy that's, that's talking over the voiceover on nfl films and most of the teams that you see with the Raiders and Steelers and the Cowboys and you know like those were the teams that 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 they want to keep within the confines of NFL royalty and you know no, those other teams can't really get in there especially like teams that you know that that are considered small market like the Saints who who most circles consider them like a mom and pop shop right you know you look at the Cowboys you know they like you know, they, they like, um, you know, Sam's Club or, you know, you know, some of these other places that you go to, you know, you have a membership to get in and then you have like the Saints who is your local mom and pop shop, at, you know, in your local town. And that's the way that they want to keep it. And they don't feel like those teams like the Saints deserve to be in that room. So they're going to make sure that they don't do it. See, it's about the power of influence, folks. You know, people say, man, I don't get influenced by what I see. Yes, you do yes you do i mean what we hear and what we see dictates how we move right regardless of how you want to believe that or not right i mean it's just the way that the world works if you're a fan of the saints right you know you're going to be focused mostly on the saints but outside let's just say if you you know they're talking about the jaguars or something like you you're going to keep the cliff notes of that right but a lot of the things that you learn about the jaguars are going to be from mainstream media. And those are the things that, that's going to keep you in the conversations at the barbershop, uh, when you at work with your friends. You know, oh, man, y'all ain't got no quarterback, huh? Well, even though they do, I'm just using this for an example. Oh, y'all ain't got no defensive line, right? You know, even though they do, I'm just using this for an example. They know that, right? We know what the Saints do. We know that the Saints have been successful, but... If you're getting Saints news from mainstream media, which most people do, they're not going to click on the State of Saints podcast or check out Locked On Saints. They're not going to do that. They're going to get it from mainstream media. And when they give them that watered-down version of, you know, just news that just seems like it's is appealing to make it seem like the Saints need to overcome adversity, they're going to take that and run with it. And when you have a conversation with someone that may not like the Saints or may not follow the Saints that much, man, what y'all going to do about the cap? even though the Saints have been proving that they can do things with the cap for the last four, five years, but yet that's what people are going to say. So they do that because they're influenced by mainstream media. TJ, the media, for the most part, chooses the narrative most people believe they prop up the teams and players that they want to have uh, the league attention. Exactly. You know, they, they, they prop up the star players that they want. You know, I mean, to... To give, you know, for, to give those those players credit, like Mahomes, he deserves to be talked about. Lamar Jackson deserves to be talked about, right? Um, you know, you got guys like that. They deserve to be talked about. So I don't want to take that away from them. But we also know when you elevate certain guys, yes, but they also devalue other guys, right? Like they, they devalue guys for our view and pleasure as well. And they devalue teams for our view and pleasure as well also. So, there you go. Uh, I get the Panthers, but the Bucks. Come on, man. I, I don't understand the Bucks either. Like, I could make an argument. To be real, I ain't even trying to be a hate. I can make an argument that the Carolina Panthers deserve a A. You know, like I, I I can do that. But the Bucks deserving a B. Like, what kind of scale are y'all grading this on? You know, like, what, what kind of scale are y'all really grading this on? I have absolutely no idea. Uh, hit that like button and subscribe to the SOTS. Keen Arthur, I appreciate that. Like, if you're new, please subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much. Uh, 128 in the chat, only four likes. Come on, get them uh, likes up, family. Yeah, if you if you like the show, please uh, hit the like button. I appreciate that. I would hope that that, uh, that that comment happened maybe 10 minutes ago. I hope that we have more likes than that. Uh, they they want the Saints to be the ain'ts of old, pretty much tj the media is full of hot garbage uh you know how th- this train goes when it comes to the saints yeah pretty much they're gonna like i said they're gonna continue to discredit him but you know it, it's up to the saints to try to change their narrative all these things about grades and evaluations all that stuff is you know pretty much just fodder if you want to be honest like dialogue talk um it's up to the new orleans saints to prove those people wrong like Look, you don't win games based on that those type of grades and, and you don't, you know, execute based on what they talking about. Right. Those those things, to be honest, are for people like myself to be able to have shows and be able to talk about it and discuss it. But I just know that you're not going to win like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't win no games like that. The Saints have to execute. And if we see what they are doing right now, if it's any indication of what the, what the season will be, they're going in the right direction. But they have to capitalize. The Saints deserve an A-plus for being able to get the best quarterback in the NFC without losing any draft picks. I agree with that. I mean, I won't even make an argument about them deserving an A. I mean, I feel like if I was to say that, then that's probably just me being a homer. Like, if I if I value like, they, they fill holes. Don't get me wrong. They fill the holes that needed to be filled with the interior linemen. Um, you know, getting some guys in the secondary, getting Derek Carr, but saying a uh, uh, A plus, I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not sure about the whole A plus thing. But they definitely deserve like a B, you know, like a C is like, you know, like you, like you just did the bare minimum, like average. Like there's nothing about a lot of these guys that have come in that are average, like Derek Carr. You know, like like I said, before he signed with the Saints, everybody was talking about how great he was and how he can be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Now, all of a sudden, he with the Saints. Now they don't know no more, I, I guess. And then you have Jamal Williams, like, oh, you know what I'm saying? He's such a, a really good running back. He had 17 touchdowns. But now it's like, oh, those 17 touchdowns happened at the goal line. You know, like if he would have signed with the Cowboys, then they would have been like, yeah, 17 touchdowns. They would have put, like, no type of, like, no type of justification. Well, I don't say justification, but no type of – they wouldn't put no story behind that, right? They wouldn't minimize it. They'll amplify it. Oh, he had 17 touchdowns. But you sound with the Saints, he had 17 touchdowns. The majority of them was at the goal line, you know? So it, it just seemed like they, they try to go out the way to try to make certain fan bases feel justified and good about what they're doing. And then, you know, like – I feel like at this particular point, I think if the Saints would have been able to get Lamar Jackson, they would have found a way to make it seem like that was a bad idea. Uh, To be honest, the media were not as bad before we won the Super Bowl. After that, shaking my head, it was free game on dissing the Saints. We went against the grain and have been hated since. Yeah, I mean, that's just the thing. Like, Like I said, it's the whole country club example that i use right you have the the, the same people in, in the country club right but then all of a sudden like you get this this person that's trying to get in here you know and you, nobody really know that much about them you know they are kind of reluctant to put them in there they in there but you know they try to do everything they can to discredit them to keep them you know out of that, that circle within that country club and that's exactly what the, they're trying to do with the saints and you know the reason why you know, things started to change after Super Bowl because they ain't have no reason to talk about. It. And they was they was able to put like little, you know, Hanna Barbera type sound effects like that you hear on the Flintstones and and Scooby Doo and all that kind of stuff when they talking about the Saints, you know, to make people laugh. But when the Saints out there competing and your favorite team that you've been propping up all year long, they they put you know what I'm saying? They they're in a dog fight with the Saints, right? You know, the team that's in the Super Bowl beat, you know what I'm saying, losing to the Saints, like you can say Jalen Hurts went playing, but still the Eagles, you know, like it's hard for somebody to sit up here and just say, oh, they just don't belong, you know? So regardless of how you want to put it. And, you know, I always, I always look at it this way. When people say, oh, man, you know, before 06, they didn't have Saints fans. Do people understand like 06 has almost been 20 years ago? That was what? 17 years ago? So seven, like 17 years is a long time, if you think about it. But people don't think about it, like since 06. Like that is a long time, right? That that's a that's 17 years. So if a, a, a Saints fan became a Saints fan 17 years ago, that's a lot of time. That that is a long time to be a fan of a team. If you say, oh man, you've been a Patriot fan since 2000, 2000 that's 23 years ago. That's a long time. So I, I look, if people say you've been a fan since 06, and that's like, do you do people understand? Like, that means you have to consistently be a fan for over twenty over 20 years. That's a long time. For you not to, you know, to jump off the bandwagon to quit. That's a long time. So I, I don't understand, like. I think when people like look at it, like 2006, like that's a, that's, that's almost 20 years that you've been a Saints fan. Now, some people have been Saints fans longer than that. Right. But being a Saints fan since 2006, that, that ain't a bad thing. That, that is not a bad thing. That's almost 20 years of being a fan. And then on top of that, like, let's just call it, let's just call it spade to spade. Right. Um, most of the time, the teams that you love, the teams that you admire, the teams that you value, they had to make you believe in them, right? Yeah, they they did. Like, you talk about the Golden State Warriors, like if you're an NBA fan, right? Oh, I like the Golden State Warriors. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You like the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green was there, right? But where you was at with Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, and Latrell Sprewell? Were you fans then, right? I I make it even more careful. Were you a fan when Monte Ellis was there? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's. I mean you have to teams have to give you something to believe in. Now, you have some fans that have been diehards, but some people just feel like you have to like prove something to them. I don't feel I don't feel bad or you know what I'm saying when people say that. Like when they say I've been a fan since 2006, that's a long time. Now, if you've been a fan since 2006 and your energy is kind of wavering like, man, you suck, I'm done. Then I'll be like, man, you know, you question your fandom here, but if you've been a fan since 2006 and you consistently been a fan and you just sitting up here like really excited about the team and really frustrated because you're so passionate, I ain't got no problem with it. You know, I ain't got no problem with that. But when you jumping off the bandwagon every every five minutes and you know I only see you when the Saints doing good, then I'm gonna be like, man, what's going on here? Something ain't right. You know, it's the the goal line is the hardest place to score though. Yeah, it is. It, it is, but man look it is about the language and the delivery of how you're saying these things if it makes any sense right you know like if you if you if if I okay let me let me put it to you like this cartel let me let me use two examples here right and i'm talking about jamal williams scoring uh from the goal line jamal williams a uh, former detroit lion uh the guy who led the nfl in rushing touchdowns Man, he had 17 touchdowns in in 2022, 17 at the goal line. That is a tough place to score. From the goal line, he has been a battering ram for I don't know how long. All right? Don't that get you excited? I mean, I'm kind of being, you know, I ain't really as animated, but you get what I'm saying, right? It's the energy. Like 17 touchdowns, this guy scored in 2022. He was a goal line threat versus – the Saints on Jamal Williams. Yeah, a decent back. Doesn't really have the the speed as some of those top tier guys. He's a one cut back. Scored 17 touchdowns, but most of them were at the goal line. Don't that sound like a knock? Even though, you know, like, you know, like it's it's the delivery of it. You know, it's not always about you could get people excited, right? You can get people excited about a can of tuna if you want to be real. Like, man. Like I'm about to eat, okay. For example, man, I'm about to eat this tuna right here. Man, man, the tuna, man, Star Kiss tuna is some of the best tuna that you're ever gonna eat. Man, all you have to do is just chop up some eggs up in that thing, get some mayonnaise, stir that thing in the pot. Ooh, get some Ritz crackers on that thing, boy. That's some good eating right there. Versus Star Kiss tuna, man. Come on, man. Like, it must ain't got nothing else to eat up in there, huh? Man, all that, all they got is Star Kiss tuna. Man, when the last time I ate some star kids tuna? I didn't even know they still made star kids tuna. But I eat it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it ain't bad, you know, like, I, I can eat it. Right? I mean, it's two different ways that you can present things. And, you know, being in broadcasting, being on a television personality, there's a, there's a, a method to the madness, you know, that can get you excited about the situation or, you know, have you upset and being mad. You know, about the situation, like, <laughs> you know, you know, some people, you know, I, I probably said that about star kids, like, man, I'm about to give me some tuna real quick. And then other people like, man, I don't want no tuna, man. You right, TJ. You know, like we eat tuna like that. But I'm just saying it's about the presentation. There, there's a way that you can get people excited about it. And there's also a way that you can have people just thinking like it's the dumbest decision I've seen or heard in my life. Uh, let's see, atj. Hey, I don't care what these fake narrative media say about the team. To get an average grade on them offense, defense, and special teams, I hope New Orleans is going to be a good, perfect grade average in next season. If Dennis Allen going to be uh, proud to them uh, players with a grade average, and Derek Carr is a good average quarterback, I don't understand why they try to bash the team like uh, with poor or fair or fair grades. That's blasphemy. Well, look, I told you, it's, it's it's a narrative. It's a narrative that goes on here, man. It, it, it's a narrative, and it's an art, you know? Like, trying to make, like, man, these these television stations, these networks, they look at numbers, right? They look at numbers. They look at analytics. They look at segments, what they talked about. And if a segment seems like it has an uptick, they're going to continue to use that, right? Because it, it's all about keeping eyes on the product. You keep eyes on the product when they go to commercial break, you know, they can sell you different things and, and, you know, get the, you know, the advertisers, have them happy. That's, that's what it's about. So whatever they try to do, whatever they can do to try to keep you engaged, they're going to do it. And that includes, you know, bashing your team. Like if like they follow social media, just like you and me. So if they see a bunch of saints fans, you know complaining or being upset about some situation that the mainstream media said about them guess what their segments are going to be about minimizing the saints potential because they know it's going to get under your skin if that makes any sense that's just how it works it's television folks that's entertainment uh, I get what you're saying, TJ. That's crazy. You're right, the delivery is everything. That take on Star, <laughs> Star Kids. I'm definitely about to go get <laughs> pick up some tuna today. Like, yeah, man, but Cartel, I mean, that's kind of what it's like, man. Like it's all about the presentation. You know, you have like if you can get you can get people excited about the most minimal thing. And you can also have people discouraged about the greatest thing, right? It, it just it's it's just how it works, man. it's it's all about energy, and they know that that they teach that. you know? I want to be optimistic about the team. uh when you look at who the coach is, it all changes. Charles, uh, I'm gonna just say this, okay, Dennis Allen is the head coach of New Orleans Saints. He's not going anywhere. So we want the Saints to live up to their real true potential. So we got to get behind the guy, you know? like I was very upset as many people know about how the season was going last year. And I, I was frustrated at Dennis Allen. And yes, I did, you know, felt like everybody else when I felt like he wasn't the answer. But it seemed like the New Orleans Saints are really, truly behind this guy and they're giving him the opportunity to build the team the way that he wants to build it. The team's success is based on what Dennis Allen can bring to the table. We don't want to see the Saints being one of the worst teams in the league. We want to see them as a playoff team. So he has my full support. Like, as long as he's a member of the New Orleans Saints as a as head coach, he has my support. Like, I just feel like being being pessimistic about this situation, about uh, being pessimistic about something that has yet to be seen. Like you just basically just kind of ruining the experience for you. You know, like it's almost like going to a party and just saying, Man, I know I ain't gonna have no fun. You know, like, well, you already just destroyed the possibility of you having fun before you hit the door. I rather just look at this team as man. Look, last year was last year. Let's just ball up, throwing in the trash. Forget it. I won't say forget it it exists. We want to remember it exists because you want something to build on, but you want to embark on a new future, a positive future. And uh, hopefully that the saints will be able to win some football games and have everybody excited, you know? So that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm no longer just sitting up here just talking about Dennis Allen. We ain't got no hope. You know, I, I mean, it, I want this team to win. And regardless of who the coach is, I want to see this team win. So, I mean, it, it, he got my support as long as he's a member of the Saints team and he's the coach. I know we're talking Saints to uh, make a point what grade they gave Denver. You know what? I don't know. I don't know what grade they gave Denver, and I'm not I'm not too sure about that. i, I only seen that. Course it was just came across my timeline. Thought it would be interesting to talk about because it was uh, referring to the NFC South teams. Uh I keep uh tuna out of, out of my house now. My cat might eat it and run me out the house when he go potty. <laughs> well, look, I look, I, I I like myself a good can of tuna. Ain't nothing wrong with tuna, man. We all know it's easy. Uh, a B plus grade for the Saints. Dennis alley is decent in the all season. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, look, the Saints had an issue were recruiting guys and bringing guys in and it seemed like they would get these these guys in the building but they they couldn't pull the trigger I, I have to say like Dennis Allen has done a really good job at recruiting guys this offseason you know it, it, I now it's like when a guy comes in I'm expecting for them to sign like even even with Foster uh, Monroe like he was going to sign with the Saints you know, but, you know, they did that physical and everything like that, and it turns out he had Hopkins lymphoma, praying for the brother once again, but he was going to join the Saints. You know, like, so they're doing a really good job at recruiting these guys, and also, they're also doing a, their due diligence when it comes to the draft. Like, they're, they're talking and having conversations and setting up dinners with a lot of these players out here, man, and they're, they can go in so many different directions. So they have really been working extremely hard to try to make this a Dennis Allen team and make us kind of, you know, understand that they're trying to remove themselves away from the whole Sean Payton experience, which was a good experience more times than not. But they want you to understand and acknowledge Dennis Allen as the head coach of the team and this being his team. And I think it's the best thing for him. I think, I think by him adding Derek Carr and bringing in some of these guys from you know, the offseason and bringing in his coaches, I think that, you know, they're setting a tone. So I'm not mad at that. Recency bias uh, is the only reason the Bucks got the good grade, never mind the fact that uh, they lost more than we have this offseason. But in other news, Brett Forbes still t- took that buddy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. And nobody heard anything about that, you know, uh, nobody saying anything about that. Um, that's a that's another story for another day. It also depends on who you're talking to. Uh you can't go to a millionaire trying to type of uh, a hype up tuna, but go to a homeless person. Uh that tuna uh would be a full-course meal, of uh, some filet mignon. Not exactly. Not exactly, not not in the way that you pitch it to him. I mean, if you pitch it to him the right way, he might get excited about some tuna, you yeah. know. I mean, that's just the way that it works. Like you have, like, it's, it's about the energy and the confidence that you have behind what you're saying, you know, like a lot of us, you know, sometimes we don't even realize that we buy into the confidence that a person says, that's why a lot of people, you know, they get upset at me at times, you know, when I say certain things, it's probably because the way that I deliver it and the confidence that I have behind it, you know, it's just the way that it is, you know, like, so, is it's mostly about the confidence that you have if you believe in what you're saying, you know. I mean, that's with anything, you know, like if you see a beautiful woman, you know, I'm like you trying to, you know, get to know her, get a phone number, or something like that. Like you got looking down at the flow, you know what I'm saying, looking up in the air. But if you come to, you know, walk up to her, you know, looking out confident, more than likely, you know what I'm saying? If nothing really going on, uh life, you know, that they will Prohibit you from getting the number, you'll get it. And same same way with some guys, right? I mean, that's just the way that it works. So it, confidence is is everything. And when you're delivering words and you're delivering, you know, phrases, and you throw a few stats up in there that nobody gonna check. I mean, got yourself a, a hot take, my friend. TJ, did you notice that uh, they put these narratives out uh, there about small market teams as if they're incompetent? And when they exceed expectations, they move the goalpost. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but that's just the way that it goes. Like, here's the thing. We all know that we want we want to hear our teams talked about, right? We want that. But if you minimize and you discredit teams more consistently, then it's going to be like it's just a waste of time to talk about them, right? That's just, that's just how it works. So if you can talk about the Saints cap situation and talk about how they got an incompetent coach and Dennis Allen. Why am I waste? It's like, why am I wasting my time talking about this team? They they are not good, they ain't make the playoff. Why am I talking about them? So it, it gives the casual fan justification to not want to hear about the Saints or not want to hear about Jacksonville. But it's just amazing to me how you, you have the Giants who have fell short. They made it to the playoff last year, but they were falling short cowboys for the most part continue to fall short no matter how many games they win double digit or not they fall short but they continue to start their shows talking about them right why because they for some apparent reason can get people feeling as if this year is going to be their year to win it all how right shouldn't it shouldn't everybody kind of be on an equal playing field like, if it's a brand-new season, everybody has a chance to win a Super Bowl. I don't care how bad your team was last year. I don't care how good your team was last year. Everybody has an opportunity to win the big game. But if you minimize the small market teams and make it seem like this is a waste of time for them to talk to talk about them, then nobody's going to want to hear about it. And, of course, they're going to say, you know, well, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Howie Roseman and how he, you know, what he's doing with Philly or jerry jones what you doing with the cowboys you know like it's it just amazing to me like it's just amazing how they how they do those things but that's just the way that it works uh tj can't wait to witness williams on the running back uh scene dude act like he ready to tear up the field well that's what you want you want somebody with that type of energy you want somebody with that type of enthusiasm i like him. i like him a lot uh tj you're right so i'm going to go with my sales pitch to Miss Barbara, Miss Barbara, if you feed your cat uh, some sun-kissed tuna, I promise you your house will smell like lavender. We never change formula. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you look, if you're trying, if a person is willing and open, let's let's I gotta put that out there, right? Can't just be like you walk up to somebody and just talk about some some tuna or something like that. They gotta have an interest in what you're talking about. Like, the majority of the people that's watching this show right now is because you're you're a Saints fan, right? So me talking about this team is appealing to you because, you know, you got an emotional investment in the team. But if I'm not going to roll to a Jaguar, uh, you know, podcast and just be talking about Saints galore, you know what I'm saying? People are like, man, what are you talking about here? You know, like, so you kind of lose them. You got to make sure when you you pitching to somebody, like, you have their undivided attention and they're willing to have this level of openness about it and of course even if they don't have this level of openness they probably gonna be so outraged that they still end up you know looking in like man what are you talking about man let me share what you just said i can't believe what i just heard uh, let's see i'm i'm starting a new podcast state of the stinks tune in yo i'll be ripping them the <laughs> uh, state of the Stinks. that might that might uh you know that might hit <laughs> not in the right way though might hit a little different than you know, some of these other ones, uh, yellow, I'll try that. He loves tuna. Let's see. Uh, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned that because I think that the saints as a fan base are a, probably one of the very few that has other teams, uh, constantly in our mentions minding our business and not their own. Hey, look, man, I ain't got no problem with that. Okay. As a content creator, as a sport broadcaster, as a as a broadcaster in general, I ain't got no problem with it. I don't like I, I, I welcome anybody that wants to come on the stairs Saints podcast. They want to comment in, in a group. I ain't got no problem with it. Like I, I, I love sports, right? I, I follow all teams. Like I probably, I, I don't say probably I know about what's going on with several teams in the NFL because I'm so passionate and I love, love it. And if they want to come here, you know, and, and, and rep their team, I ain't got no problem with that, man. I, I don't because I, I never look. I'm, you know, may, I made, the state of saints podcast for the saints uh, fans to have a engaging experience but i just didn't make it strictly just you know for everybody just fall in i mean i did it for sports fans too and if a a sports fan of another team come in and want to talk about how i feel about a certain situation i'm down with it i'm i'm you know if that that should never be your mo right you you like you should always be able and be willing to engage with other fans of other teams like I mean, I don't care what what team you're rocking. I don't care if it's like one of our bitter rivals. I'm still gonna, you know, talk to you about the team, might, you know, crack a few jokes or whatever like that. But I have a lot of respect for people. I mean, having love and adulation for a team, you know, it's it's not easy at times. So if you can come in and rep the team where you know the majority of the people that's in here, about 95, five nine, well, I say about 99%. I give 99% or Fans of, of your rival, like, you know, God bless you. Uh, TJ, uh, is it a foregone conclusion that AK will be suspended? If so, how long do you think the suspension will last? I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion just yet. Um, I won't know until, you know, we, we find out. I mean, we thought he was going to be suspended last year and he didn't. So we'll see. But, you know, if if they settle it out in court, Let's just say, you know, he don't get no time or nothing like that. And they just settle it out. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to get no time. I think, I think it probably would be one, like a Marcus May situation where they dropped the, it. If they drop the charge, let's just say, for example, if AK's lawyer goes to this, this guy's lawyer and be like, okay, we'll settle up for this amount of money. If you throw this case out. Well, if he says, okay. And he gets money and they throw the case out. You, you can't really you can't suspend him for that right so there's some ways around it but if if he was to get convicted I think he will get suspended uh have your opinions about your team and other teams just keep it respectful yeah that's all I'm saying man like people that be coming in you know guns are blazing cussing this that, like no, nah, I don't roll like that you know I, I don't I don't like that type of energy I, I don't like when people like bring that type of energy, that's that's just something that I don't want, you know. And I pride myself on that. I like a show that's family friendly, where a a kid that's nineteen years old can watch this show from start to finish, you know. I, uh, or you know, older person, you know, what I'm saying they probably don't want to hear all that vulgarity. They can they can um you know watch this show from start to finish. So as long as you keep it respectful, I'm good. But you come up in here talking about you know, after Saints y'all ain't ish all that nah, nah nah we we good on that the disrespect you know what i'm saying like i i i'm glad that we got so many really good moderators that keep the show um you know going and um keep the show respectful because you know my my thing is man I, I want you know i'm not trying to make a show that my mom can't watch i'm not trying to make a show my grandma can't watch like my, my grandma watch this watch this podcast listen to this podcast all the time so i'm proud you know to, to say that my grandma can turn on the show and she know that her grandson going, you know, give, give some information. They got to be sitting out here on on some, on some serious XM type stuff. And um, you know, people that are in the chat aren't going to be on that either. Uh, TJ, I am feeling positive about our team this year. Well, that's a good thing, James. and I I feel positive too um, until they prove otherwise, you know, uh, let's see, uh, as long as the other team fan base do not be disrespectful, our team will welcome them in. Yeah, I ain't got no problem with that. I mean, if, if you want to rep your team and you just saying how many, you know, how many wins the Saints got, like, I don't feel like that's warranted to be kicked out, right? You know, but if you like, man, you know, like I said, using, you know, expletives and stuff like that, I ain't down with that. Uh, Derek Drone, uh, thank you very much for $2. says, I'll get more air yards. <laughs> Derek. <Carr. laughs> uh Derek Drone. That was a good one right there. Camara's lawyer thinks he will win his case. Uh something about what happened before the video, got to wait and see. Well, I'm just saying, I think the best case scenario for that um would be for them to throw that case out. Because here's the thing you can talk about what happened before, but if you don't have any footage about it, how can you prove it? It becomes like that Gwyneth Paltrow thing that's going on right now, which is crazy uh i don't know if y'all know but gwyneth paltrow end up like getting involved in a skiing accident or something like that got sued but there's no footage or anything like that the 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 guy and her bumping into each other so it's almost on some he says she says stuff and when you do that kind of stuff and it goes to court it's kind of hard for the judge to render that like so my like for him to avoid suspension i think they would have to settle that out in court only folk from the south have the ability to curse a mug out without using a curse word <laughs> uh, right now she's watching well shouts out to my grandmother miss uh maxine jones all the way out there in Tallulah. Shouts out to her let's see uh i'm old school tj i appreciate the cleanliness of the show well you know that's what we want here you know we try to keep it family friendly you know we try to keep it entertaining at the same time like anybody that says like oh man you 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 can't be entertained without being like explicit. Then I would say that you need some work to do on your podcasting ability. Cause you don't have to, you know, like we, we, we've had so much fun here and you know, we have a good time, you know, we don't have to be, you know, going out here just doing all type of off the wall stuff to do that either. TJ, this may be an unpopular opinion, but let's be real, whether uh, rather guilty or innocent, a public accusation, at all is enough to ruin a career i think nothing should be disclosed until there's a verdict yeah i mean i look at the situation that's going on with jonathan majors right now like we're at the, towards the end of the show anyway uh but you know jonathan majors the actor you know he played in uh, ant-man uh, he also played in creed 3 alongside michael b Jordan. guy was like on an uptick of his career and all of a sudden this past weekend uh you know he got accused of uh domestic violence Uh, the woman dropped the charges you know but of course that doesn't matter because now you have people coming out talking about these accusations and and stuff like that you know and all these accusations and all that kind of stuff there so you know it it really don't matter like once you know that idea comes out then all of a sudden like you know yeah you did it it it, is regardless to what happens right like he can be completely clean of this situation, but he always gonna look dirty. And then you have people now they're coming out talking about, oh, my experience with Jonathan Majors. And it don't matter if if it's uh, uh real or not, right? The fact is he was pr- taken into custody. Now all of a sudden like here come the barrage of things. But I find it very, very hilarious. I'm just gonna keep it a I'm just gonna keep it a buck. I find it very hilarious that Jonathan Majors can be like there, there's no footage there's nothing out there it's basically like her word against he right and everybody talking about oh man this is how terrible this dude is and that meanwhile you got a guy like dana white who owns ufc who's on tape punching his girlfriend in the face right like literally punching his woman in the face and nobody says absolutely nothing about that no recant statements could be made about that because We all seen it with our own two eyes. But I guess it's just amazing what type, you know, amazing what money can do for individuals, right? Jonathan Majors is starting to make money. They know why he makes plenty of it, right? So I don't know. Um, All all I know is, man, this dude, this dude uh, was on a, you know, he was on a rise. I still think he on a rise. And this situation happened. So, I mean, you just got to be careful, man. You just got to be careful about the company you keep, the decisions that you make, you know, and uh, sometimes like those decisions that you make, man, they can cost you because there's always somebody that's trying to make. They, they're always trying to make a name off you or trying to make some money off. You, right. Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you my story. You want to hear my story? I sell it to you for one hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Tyrone, thank you very much for the two dollars. Shout out to TJ and Jerry and the other same fans. Appreciate that, Tyrone. Thank you, man. Uh, did you all uh, see the guy uh, face AK and the boys did a job on him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've seen it, you know. Yeah, it definitely, they definitely uh, put, putting that work on that boy. They def, definitely stomped stomp the mud hole in that boy and walked it dry. But, um, like I said, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Money talk. Like, seriously, money talk. Money, money uh keep a lot of people quiet. And I feel like, you know, if they probably go to him and offer him a good a bit amount of bread, you know, it might be able to drop the charges and it might benefit um benefit them. I'm gonna read a few more, then we're gonna get up out of here. It says, what are your thoughts on these players going to get up a good above average grade for New Orleans Saints in the next season? What's your thoughts about the new offensive weapons for Derek Carr and offensive line? It's a real Saints outlaw, just like Tupac's on Life of an Outlaw on machiavelli album, TJ. That's a cheap plug right there, by the way. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> i understand what you're saying what am my what are my thoughts on that look i i gotta see it like I, i'm i'm not one of those individuals that kind of fall into the trap of oh they got this they got that i will sound like a falcon fan. like seriously every every falcon podcast i went on uh for the, for the exception of my guy um you know what i'm saying one of my one of my boys sean um the only only podcast man we got this man we 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 got that we got this and that what y'all gonna do with this what y'all gonna do with that like bro calm down right you got to put this thing into work i gotta see it happen right i'm not one of those people that get all excited oh man we got this that and the third because it kind of just sets yourself up for heartbreaking failure i need to see this thing on a consistent basis so um based on what they've done i would give them a b you know i would give them a b based on all all season acquisitions who they decide to bring back and um, you know, maybe because because here's the thing, folks: the off season isn't over yet. The off season is over, yet. even though we know pro football focus ain't thinking like that. The off season isn't over yet, so you still have the NFL draft, right? And goes to show you how much I love y'all. I'm not going to Kansas City. We're gonna do this thing live. I have to do that little cheap plug. State of the Saints podcast. We coming back again for the NFL draft live stream so you make sure that y'all be on the lookout for that we definitely coming back uh doing that man so yeah your boy had opportunity to go to kc had to turn it down said man i'm gonna do the podcast here but anyway they still got the off season right and you still got to be able to draft guys right so i mean based on this grade right now i give him a b but you know let's see what the draft has in store um let's see uh tj hate to interject But there has been a uh, school in Nashville, two adults and three children killed. Uh, The teen female shooter was killed by the police. Mm, 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 mm. Man, my goodness. I tell you, man, uh, rough stuff going on in the world right now, man. Rough stuff. uh, That's why you got to continue to stay prayed up, stay positive, man. That's, that's, man, that's tough. You know, that's tough, man. Um, You know, unfortunately, people lost their lives on today, but we're going to Remember those individuals, man. Keep them lifted up. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's unfortunate, man, that that happened. Too many of these situations happening like this in schools. I I don't, like, honestly, I don't know how you can avoid this. Like, I, I really don't. I don't know how you can avoid these type of situations happening. I mean, you can beef up security, but, you know, I mean, kids got a way of getting stuff in school. I mean, I don't think it's changed that much since I've been in school. You know, going through metal detectors and all that kind of stuff, people still find ways against Google. I've seen individuals, not insane, but I've heard like g- people bring guns to school and how they get them in. Like they'll go through the metal detectors. You know, they have a friend that jumped the fence or something like that, slide that, that weapon inside the school. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, there's ways around. I, I don't know how you can avoid it. And I understand, like, in the world that we live in, you know, we always trying to look for who's responsible. Like, We're like, oh man, blame the parents. Like, you can have like the best parents in the world. Sometimes kids just make bad decisions. They just make bad decisions. Sometimes they just do things like, and you know, I feel bad sometimes because sometimes, man, these parents, like, man, if you're working every day trying to grind, trying to take care of your kids, like, you know, some things can slide through the cracks, you know, but it's unfortunate, man, that that happened, man. And um, honestly, I don't see a way that we can improve that, you know, I mean, you just gotta. Well, I do know a way we can improve. We gotta show love for one another. Like we gotta, we gotta show love for one another, you know, and, and have an appreciation for that. Uh, let's see. I have more of a cannon arm than Derek Carr says. Derek Tank. <laughs> ah man, cheesy dad jokes um, by Derek Tank. <laughs> but thank you, man. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Says this Jews, You gotta change your Facebook settings. Uh yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty sure I get around to that. You know, I I was wondering why I can't really see people's names on Facebook. I don't know, but I will try to change that. I'll work some things around. And finally says TJ, they used to happen a lot at uh Landry and O'Perry Walker before the merge. Yeah. I mean, look, people want to get weapons in school, they they get them in school. Like people wanna sit up there and talk about these eight-hour assemblies and about how they gonna do this and how they gonna change that. Yada 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 yada. yada. Look. I'm just saying, man. There's some things that gonna get uh, slid, you know, slide through the cracks, and, and um, you know, that I mean, because the thing about it is, if something like that was to happen, it might be four, five years, maybe even longer than that before it happened again. So, of course, people's guard is not gonna be up. You know, like you are gonna be walking around like with your guard up all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean. The only people I know that do that is the Indianapolis Airport. <laughs> Indianapolis Airport, they don't play, boy. They they serious, they stay with stoic looks in their eyes. And I'm like, man, shoot, made me feel like like did I have something on me? Like shoot, but uh they do a really good job. Shouts out to the Indianapolis Airport. I mean, if anything, you're gonna feel safe off in that joint. Tell you that right now. Um but um but yeah, if I, uh, it's so sad that these babies live with taking mental illness is real. And those with issues are getting these guns. Lord have mercy, praying for those, uh, praying now for the parents. Yeah, I mean, a lot of kids don't know how to cope and deal with different things, man. I always say, you know, before I get up out it here, it's it's hard for, you know, kids these days. It, it's harder for a kid this, these days than it is for us. Now, I'm going to be real, man, because I don't think we pay attention to that type of stuff. Like when we were in high school, and I'm talking me, I'm I'm 36. And um, you know, when I was in high school, you know, you get in a fight, you know, you might lose a fight, you might win a fight. People might talk about it for what day or two. If it happened on a Friday, ain't nobody talking about it on Monday. But imagine you get in a fight, you lose, and you, you know what I'm saying? Like the person overpowers you and everybody pulls out a camera, and they got opportunity to put your low points. To music, put your low points and put sound effects on it. Put your low points and and re- rewind it and do it in slow motion, all these different things, and have everybody laughing at you, right? Taking pictures of you in awkward situations, right? That can be shared throughout the entire school, right? And in enti- and the entire community. So it's not like, oh, I go home and then everything gonna go away. Well, you know what I'm saying? It, it's it, it's an in infamy, right? It, it's gonna be around there forever. You know, so at the end of the day. I can understand like why these kids can kind of deal with certain situations. You know what I'm saying? When you, we know how it is, man. Like a breakup is like the worst thing in the world when it happened, right. When you're a kid, Uh, you know, like, you know, not being popular anymore. is like the worst thing that ever can happen to a kid. And I know we like, you know, Oh man, it's going to be okay. We know that now, but as a kid, those things were so important to us. So I can understand that as kids, but that's why, you know, as parents, we got to instill a level of confidence and we got to instill a level of confidence inside of, of these kids and, and let them realize that. And that's something that, you know, I try to do with Paxton, you know, and as he gets older. Because you, you got to have the, these kids' confidence in, their, in what they feel about themselves is going to keep them from doing certain things. So, you know, we, we got to instill those type of, you know, we got to instill positive reinforcements inside of our kids because we got to continue to, wipe out the negativity that they may face on a consistent basis so you're not always going to do that sometimes you know but you got to continue to try you know you got to continue to work towards it so you know it's unfortunate that these kids are dealing with these things but you know you just got to do your best in order to try to keep them on that straight and narrow some some may slide through the cracks at times unfortunately but we can't stop trying like we can't stop trying but I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Ask that you hit the subscription button. Um, hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Ask that you hit the like button if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, really do uh, appreciate everybody that, that commented in the chat, made the show what it is. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter you know, and have conversations, you can follow me on Twitter at tjay jones eight um also um i I want to uh, acknowledge this i mentioned this at the top of the show uh we're actually raising money for for the city of rolling fork mississippi Um, some of you probably know over the weekend uh, a devastating uh, ef4 tornado came through and uh completely wiped out the town 90 percent of the town was completely destroyed um, I, I worked out in Rolling Fork, Mississippi for four years as a store manager before I came to South Carolina. And uh I made a video and I talked a little bit about that. About if I didn't work in that town, if I didn't manage that store, would I be in a situation that I'm in today? Right. I transferred from that store to South Carolina to, you know, to, to manage another store out here. And, you know, that's how I was able to find WLGI a wife we had our kid you know so i'm forever indebted to that that community and right now this this community really needs some help so i was asking people you know instead of donating to the state of saints podcast there was a link um that's available let me make sure i pull it up before we get up out of here there's a link uh that you can go to and i don't care it can be one dollar it can be two dollars i don't care um we're definitely trying to raise money what i want to do is Want to raise enough money at least i mean a goal is is five thousand dollars right but if i can't raise that definitely want to raise enough money to be able to you know deliver for them to uh get a pallet of water and maybe like some toiletry items that can be sent there so i'm asking for your help um if you support the state of saints podcast if you want to donate you know i'm asking you donate to the rolling fork uh relief fund that's uh, being available right now um thank you to all those that donated so far um, and uh we want to make sure that we show people that you know we care about their community and what they're actually going through. Um one of the people that I work with, my former coworker, worker Ms. Wanda, earlier, she lost a life in the in a tornado, uh working at Family Dollar. Uh, unfortunately the tornado came through, uh destroyed the building. She was inside, along with uh another lady I work with, Ms. Lodi Johnson. Her her daughter was inside as well. So um yeah, man, I'm, I'm. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm. I'm hurting about that, man. I, I've been ripping and running all weekend long, try to, uh, try to not think about these situations because Rolling Fork is a town with like maybe 1,800 people in, and you, me being there and and managing that store, you develop a relationship with these people, you know, and you know them on a personal level, and they know you, and uh, see these people, you know hurting and in pain. Like it, it really hurts me. And uh, you know, I'm I'm about 13 hours away from there, but I still want to show some love. Um, and um I thought by, you know, opening up this fund, you know, it will give people opportunity as well as myself to be able to donate and uh give these people something to show that we actually care. So I'm just asking like I'm good on the donation. Thank y'all like so much. I really do appreciate like anybody that donates to this show but i'd rather the donations going forward right uh if you just click that link and just put it there like you know i, I would really appreciate that all right so um really do appreciate anybody you know that has donated so far uh once again um my thoughts and prayers go out to those individuals in roller fork mississippi and um you know let's continue to lift those people up uh but thank y'all so much. Uh, previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, uh, also a part of Megaphone FM as well. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? Hi, I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is who that?